Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm Jai. Hi. Hey, what's up? We're doing Groove today from 2000. It's time to get your UFO pants, cartoon (laughs) baby tees, and various candy necklaces because we're going into the rave culture. I'm actually really, really, really surprised that... I mean, anyone knew about this when I posted on Instagram, I think like one or two people. So I'm really curious to see how many people are going to listen to this one because <laughs> it's yeah. a really random movie. Um, Jai, you had never heard of it? You know, I never heard of it, but I definitely saw the poster. Oh, the guy. I, just, on the, I, I always thought that it was something. I wasn't really sure what it was because there are so many things that are like, not sound similar, but there's a uh like a group called Groove Armada. Do you know? Yeah. Them? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And I really just seeing this, I just I thought, oh my God, I really thought that it was probably the album of that uh, like the oh, an album cover or something. Like I don't Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it was the soundtrack, but I didn't even realise that it was like a movie. I don't know, but I I seen this poster like before. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Well, so so you're like some you were somewhat familiar, but did not know that it was a movie. No, no, so I didn't. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. This is 2000. So I know that the last film we did, Requiem for a Dream, which thanks so much for everybody listening to that one. I know it's super dark and scary, but I hope everybody liked that episode. But we're in the 2000s now. I usually am in the 90s, but we're kind of like shifting to 2000. Um, and then we're going to do Bully, which is 01. So we're kind of like staying in like the end and the beginning of 2000s. Kind of funny. We'll eventually go back. I found, I think Charles actually suggested like Fair Game, which is like this absolutely horrid movie with Billy Baldwin and Cindy Crawford from like Never 95. Oh, I, I don't oh, know either one of us have seen it, but I've heard of it. It's like this horrible movie. So Charles like texted me yesterday and he's like, look at this trailer. It's awful. We have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like okay so that's gonna be like 95 so that'll eventually be coming up so we'll go back into the 90s but for now we're like at the y2k raver stage um so this is also what was going on during like uh the like requiem for a dream time uh so i guess like yeah it's really weird that these are the kind of films that were coming out all around the same time like it was very weird like this is a- yeah such a weird time yeah, it's a cool time. Fight Club. I mean, 99 had some heavy hitters with, yeah. uh, like, what came out. Like, The I Matrix. Like energy of, like, end of millennium. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, I was going to say, so, since we're putting this up tomorrow, it'll be nice and in real time. What did you think about The Matrix trailer? I can't really tell whether it's going to be, like, really good or really bad. But I'm, I'm watching it. I feel the same way. Like, why? What do you mean? Uh, yeah, I said I feel the same way. Like the same oh. way you do. I can't <laughs> I tell. Can't if, like, why? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I felt the same way. Like I can't tell if it's good or bad, but I'm going to watch it. I can't tell. Yeah, I don't care. I, I'm I'm watching it. Like, I, I, like any opportunity to watch Keanu and also yeah, like so I do think it's – I think it could be good. I, I, I think he's got potential to be good. Yeah, now I have not seen the third one, so I'm gonna have to get on that and watch all three. Like before. Oh my god! Can we go to the movies together to watch it? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I think, gonna go to the movies next week, pending all plans. But I'm gonna go see Shang Chi because I hear it's amazing. 
So, uh, yeah, so I'm excited. And my friends who are going to go see it, they're like, we'll see it again. Like, it's so good. So I was like, all right, cool. So, oh, yeah, cool. I, I really want to see that. But, yeah, the next one, I totally want to see The Matrix. I also really want to see The Sopranos movie, <laughs> The Mighty Saints of Newark. Like, oh, it looks, no. it looks so good. Um, I kind of want to see that in the theater, but I don't, I'm fine to watch that, like, on HBO or something. But, uh, yeah, so The Matrix does look cool. It looks very John Wicky. Yeah, I'm really into John Wick, so I don't know if that's just the trailer that we've seen, or it's because his outfit and look is the same, because he has the same haircut in John Wick and like scraggly <laughs> like beard. So I was really hoping, and I saw some scenes or some video where his head was shaved, and he, they said he was recording the Matrix. So I hope that his head is shaved. I, I in the I mean, Matrix, to, right? Yeah, like I, I hope that that's what he was doing it for, because I saw it, him hair like him with his head shaved when he was filming it. So I was like, maybe he's gonna yeah in different parts or something and also i'm kind of it sucks too that hugo weaving's not in it or Lawrence fishburne um hmm. but I, apparently i heard the reason why Lawrence fishburne is not in it is explained in the matrix video games which is actually part of the canon story of the matrix oh. like they're also graphic novels and comics like this ranges past the films so i guess maybe that's it'll probably explain it in the film because they're not going to assume everyone knows that but i was on reddit and people were saying that if you know the whole complete story almost like marvel like if you want to dive deeper you can find out why things are the way they are but it's because the video game had something to do with changing the story and only one sister's doing it not both hmm. so i'm yeah i'm so stoked to see it and i'm stoked to see the new john wick too so any Keanu <laughs> is good Keanu. Like I, mean, I know, I agree with you. Like I literally don't care all. if it's like a silly rom com. Like I just like him. I just think he's. Did you see Destination Wedding? No. Oh my god! Please, you have Wait, to watch who's, it. Who's seen it? It's him and Winona Ryder. It's kind of recent, and they're both going to a wedding, and they're okay. both like single. If it I is... can't sleep tonight, which is very likely because I happened last night, I'll. I think I'll watch it. Thank you for your. Uh, oh my gosh! It is so like they end up getting together, but they're both like so cynical, and I was like, oh my god, can they get married? I love them together. Like, I mean, is he like gonna end up? alone like what no he has a painter girlfriend oh yeah of course yeah the long-term so you never hear about like i know that's why he's happy and same with winona she has like a regular job boyfriend oh that's like nice. he's, i don't think he's like i think he's a fashion designer actually but he's not a like you know a-list star you know no. that's like a whole different animal and j-lo and ben affleck just went red carpet uh official yesterday i know all you people out there want to know the celeb goss <laughs> um so yeah they went official yesterday so now that i listen to multiple podcasts about celeb culture i'm like they're like everything's fake they're all fake i'm just like oh no i don't think so i don't think it's fake. i don't know I guess, we'll see no. i mean i yeah i guess we don't know yet but yeah i don't i don't that's pretty convincing but if it is but i don't yeah. know um so yeah that was that was my only little follow-up there so, I mean, I feel like people that listen to oh, they're listening to this podcast on Groove. I can't imagine them caring about. Jay Sorry, Lowe. everyone, you can <laughs> skip like a minute if you didn't care about that uh, pop culture minute there, like a little like pop culture minute uh, fast forward. I should do that like every episode, like just a minute, so you can fast forward it if you want to. Um, cool. So, your first impressions? We watched this film yesterday. I own it on DVD because I'm a nerd like that. And I like this movie a lot. So what are your first impressions? What did you think? Um, it definitely looks it looks like a like an you know, late nineties movie. I mean, mm -hmm. if anything, it looks 
more like 97 or 96. He doesn't really look like he was shot in 99, in my opinion. But it's just got that look. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And because it's such a kind of low budget, almost kind of, you know. It's like, like, it's like that early techie vibe. Yeah. It was like, you know, people didn't have phones, but they had like those weird Mac computers that were like different colors. Yeah. And like, it was just the verge of like, you know, email and you know I you mean, have I to be home to check your email I love yeah that. i actually that's my favorite part well besides the music obviously but that they do touch on that like how the whole <laughs> the, the whole ray really sort of happened because of that an email and like a voice me- message you know and it's so 2021 that we're even bringing that up as a novelty because when this film was made that's just how it was done like it's you know what I mean? Like it wasn't a choice because that was how you communicated. But twenty years later, like we've leaped past that form. So it seems very novelty for people who are younger who watch films like this and they're like, Wow, you they didn't have phones and this is weird. You know, even just watching old shows like nine oh two and oh, like no one has the way they connect is just very different than when, you know, now phones are integrated into the story. Yeah. So it I mean, becomes like a thing. Of, yeah. We were talking about this yesterday, like for, for a 13 year old watching this movie, they would just laugh thinking like, this is something like, like for us, like the fifties, what the fifties or sixties. Yeah. There, you can't you picture know? it. It's just like a completely different world. And it looks to them, I'm sure it's absurd and, but it was literally the coolest thing having yeah. lived through the, those years. Like, it was the best. You were just in the moment, no cameras. I mean, you could, I suppose, some people did have some like Polaroids and stuff. But yeah, and disposables and film. Cameras. Yeah, disposable yeah. actually. But um, no phone. You were just like enjoying yourself. It was just, it was like priceless. Yeah, it really was. You can't ever recreate that. Like, you can't really. No, you really can't. Like, it's, it's, it's really cool too. The the one thing that I, I mean, I've I saw this movie. I rented it in the in like the awesome uh, video shop that I think I've talked about before that was near my house, and <laughs> it was just so cool. I saw the cover of the guy with the disco ball sitting on the the train. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and I remember seeing the poster. Like, they had little postcards and posters in the record shop that had all of the like tech trance electronica, like all the subgenres type of music. There were two in Georgetown on M street. There was one where the Makita store is now. Oh yeah. Is that Makita store still there? Yeah. It's still there. Oh, that's literally the only place I would eyeglass shop in Georgetown. They have the fucking best glasses in the world. Um, and, uh, Okay, a little bit on the other side of Wisconsin Avenue on mm-hmm. M Street. Like, it was in that block in there. There was another small shop. That's cool. I have no idea what the names of them now. I can't remember. But they were the ones that had all these things. So by the door, they had, like, all these postcards, rave flyers we were talking about a long time ago that, like, I used to collect them and had them on my wall and stuff. This is where you would find them. And they had that postcard of Groove. So I remember taking it and being, like, and it was, like, coming soon, yada, yada. I was, like, oh, cool. So then I went and rented the tape. And then, yeah, I was, like, obsessed with it. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And I was obsessed with California anyway. And the fact that it took place in San Francisco was even more cool. 
And I was like, oh my God, so rad. So I started listening to this kind of music for a little while, went to a few raves, like did, did that whole thing. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. So I thought it was really cool too, that this was more of an underground version because earlier the year before we had the movie Go, which was yeah. like a more Hollywood, like Tarantino ripoff version where yes. rave was involved and in it, but it wasn't the focal part of the story. It was like, there was just a part in the story where like they all met up at a rave. Like everybody was going to that rave and it was like how they all got there. But mm. this one was about creating the rave. Which is amazing. Like, which is awesome. In yeah. a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Where you this. follow them. Yeah. You see how they put it together and yeah. very like DIY and they're doing it for the love of the music. The other one was way more Hollywood rave. Like those are the ones that are like really big and yeah, there's thousands of people. And I feel like I, I've been to, to both types of raves. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like, I mean, of course it wasn't like early nineties, but it, because I was too young, but I did go to raves like in the late nineties, like 98 and 99 and you mm-hmm. know, yeah, same here. Even later, but I, I went to, like, I lived in an area that was very much, like, industrial, like, kind of, like, before it was really cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of like Brooklyn, like, before it was, like, what it is today. Yeah. And where there was just, like, very industrial, lots of warehouses, and then you would just, it was like that. Like, you literally had to know someone who knew the address, or you had to call someone. It wasn't, like, so cool. given to, it was very much, like, very exclusive like they didn't want just ever any person to walk in you know mm-hmm. yeah, and it was like a little red door and like you go in and then there will be someone at the door like sort of thing it's so cool like it really we were talking about this like yesterday last night it, it was so nostalgic like to watch yeah it. this film is more nostalgic than a lot than a lot of other films it's really yeah. weird yeah, it you is. Well, I think it's those were really happy times for us. Like, yeah, we were, that's true. We were in like we're such sad old bitter people. <laughs> <laughs> those were really happy times for us, like fucking twenty goddamn years ago. I can't believe. Oh my god, I know. It's, it's like I mean, a whole it's generation. It's like, like a whole we're super old. Like I, I yeah. can't even. But you know, I don't care when I when when I think about like oh I'm I'm almost forty and that like I'm like yeah but I did experience it's the nineties cool. and yeah. early two thousands and that is it's fine you They're know what great. I mean like, it's yeah. cool. I, I'm happy to like I wouldn't have it any other way I was really. gonna say I don't want to be younger no. <laughs> like there's nothing that I wish that I didn't experience like you know younger like I if anything I wish I was older so I could have been like fucking 20 and like 91 or something yeah, like exactly. like I wish I was a little bit older really but you know that's okay uh, but yeah, I feel the same way. This this movie just really hits you with the nostalgia and it really hits you with the like, oh shit, these people have been to a real underground rave. And this is not going to be a Hollywood version. This mm-hmm. is going to be a cool indie version that just feels like you're at this rave. You really feel like you're there the whole time, which I really like a lot. And the music is dope. I mean, we'll, we'll get to the music. Um, let's see. I have, oh yeah, in We Talk the Movie Go in episode 11. I forgot to mention if you want to hear our take on that. And okay, the cast of this film is Mackenzie Fergans, Lola Glaudini, Rachel True, holla the craft, uh, <laughs> Hamish Linkletter, who was on this like sitcom on CBS in like the mid 2000s or like mid to late 2000s. Denny Kirkwood, who I believe was in Never Been Kissed. Ari Gold, I have a story about him. Uh, Nick Offerman, who was in like one of the Amy Poehler sitcoms. 
and I'm people out there who know Nick Offerman are probably like fucking screaming because I'm sure he's in something that I don't know that mm-hmm. I like don't watch, but he's like well known. Like I actually know his name just seeing his name. I know who that is. So he's also in this. He's plays this cop, and Steve Van Wormer is like the main guy, Ernie, like the guy who throws the rave. So yeah, it kind of just rotates around kind of a small cast of characters here. And we have real DJs. I was going to mention when we get to the music section, but yeah, all of the DJs featured are real, which I think is really cool too. And uh, Ari Gold, okay, he plays, I think his name is Cliff. And he's like a, I don't know, like a teacher or like teacher's assistant or something in the film. And he's like taking drugs with his friend. So one time I was in the Lower East Side of Manhattan with a few of my friends and it was like 2001, I guess. Yeah, I guess it was like 01 or 02. It was wintertime. And we were just walking like super late. And there was this guy, like like three guys. This one guy had a ukulele. And they were like just singing on the street. New York's fucking weird. Like shit, just, you just run into people like that. So you're like outside drunk. And then I was like, that guy looks super familiar. So then I was like, hey, are you in that movie Groove? And he's like, <laughs> what? There were like 10 people who saw that movie. He's like, yeah, I am. And I was like, oh my God, it's so crazy. So my friends took a picture of me kind of pointing at him. Being like, oh, I, and I used to have it because I know exactly what this photo looks like. And he's like standing there with the with a, a <laughs> ukulele and then like these other two guys, his friends with him. And then my other friend in the background and I'm just going like, ah. So yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. He um, directs like some short films. He's had some small acting roles too. And he had this full length film that came out in 2018 that had Kieran Culkin in it. So he's like kind of in the industry, I guess. Oh yeah. No, I, I it's weird. I, I'm looking at... Um, it seems like he's been pretty active, but not just as an actor. He has mm-hmm. uh, written and directed uh, movies um, yeah. and won like like a crazy amount of awards, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's won a ton of awards for he's, his different projects. It's crazy. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, it's really like cool. Out of everyone, he's probably the most pro- prolific, um, right? I think so. Because was, I looked at some of the stuff, like some of the, the actors literally made like two movies and that's it. Oh, yeah. Lola Glaudini is in like, she's in the. I don't Wait, know, is that I, Layla? Yeah, Layla, yeah. Yeah, Layla is the she's one that's stuff. been in lots of TV shows until now, still. She's she's in, in TV shows. She yeah, was yeah, in yeah. VR, like, yeah. But um, not main, not like leading roles. No, 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 no. She's also in The yeah. Sopranos, too. Oh, okay. I wouldn't know that, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you, you've not seen The Sopranos? No, kind of not really. Not interested, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, she's in a lot of things. She's actually in, like, Ray Donovan, which was, like, a big show on Showtime with, uh, not really, Otto, what's his name? Liev Schreiber. Um, she's in, like, yeah, she does really well. And same with Hamish Linkletter. He was also yeah. that. Let me see. What's the name of that show that he was in? Because it had Elaine from Seinfeld. The New Adventures of Old Christine. That's what it was. It was like a sitcom that was really popular. He mm-hmm. was in that. And I guess he's in like some Broadway things. He actually does really well. He was in a show on FX called Legion, which was like a Marvel offshoot character. And I guess he's also in like Amazon Prime stuff. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Cool. And like for anyone, I I really want to know whether I'm the only person that thinks this way. But I think the guy who plays Bill, is it Chris Ferreira? Ferreira. Mm-hmm. Bill. Wait, who's Bill? Who's the guy who hooks up with Layla? Oh, that is him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, his name is uh, David. His character is it name. David. 
Yeah, David. Okay, his his name, yeah. okay so never mind. His um, real name is Hamish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He looks like Ross from Friends. <laughs> I know, that's what you think. I think he looks like... Okay, so you think he looks like David Schwimmer. I think he looks like Scott Foley from Felicity. So if <laughs> anyone knows, I wonder if we even did like... I mean, people know David Schwimmer, but I'd have to put like a picture up to be like. You know who, like, who also look, kind of looks like a little bit, um, Emily Blunt's husband. What's his name? Oh, John Krasinski. Like young, like a young, yeah, with like that. Yeah, a hair. little bit. I can see that one too. I see David Schwimmer too, and I also see Scott Foley. Like I just hmm. see a lot of them. Yeah, he is a very familiar look. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. He's really funny. I think that's like his first role too. Like his very first thing. And then Denny Kirkwood, I think, is the one that's never been kissed. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've only seen that movie once, so I don't really... I think it is. It's something like that. Yeah, it's like he's hard to find, too. He doesn't have, like, a Wikipedia page. It's, like, Mm. one of those, like, mysterious, like, let me see. I bet he's not that mysterious. Yeah, he's a never been kissed. Can we... I feel like my life goals have changed since watching this movie. Why? Is there any way we could recreate, like, a rave... With like only like certain people are allowed in like not like posters or anything, so it'd be very selective like guest list and no phones or cameras are allowed. Do you think we could do it? I mean, how would you? The thing is now is you couldn't have people not have phones. Why? It's like how would they get there? And what if something happened? I feel like they, people would have phones because they'd be fucking blogging about it. But we don't want that. It'd have to be people our age who would understand. I feel like yeah, young people I mean, would never course. do it. We're They'd not be like, allowing oh, anyone younger than 35. Huh? Oh, yeah. Know. Maybe. I mean, I wonder. Every time I think of things where people, like, grab take people's phones, it's always, like, secret clubs and, like, Hollywood clubs where, like, you can't have your phone because there's, like, a, it's a celebrity place. And they, like, don't want to be filmed in there. Or, it's like, different. So you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, I trying to maybe. Play, like, 99, like... I feel like maybe. Maybe we could create, like, have some insane, like, insanely secure lockers where everyone just puts their phone in before going in. This sounds like a fire festival. Like, <laughs> <this> <laughs> like, just so unorganized. People get there and it's just, like, a fucking hot mess that we've just taken off with the money. <laughs> just, like, just totally underestimated. Do you remember when, like, going to, like clubs whatever raves and you put your coat in the in the coat room and then what do you call it here coat check okay with clock room the cloak yeah. room yeah okay cloak and hogwarts okay clock, clock, clock. <laughs> like and you will lose your ticket and then you'll be like begging the person that worked there to please give you your coats i <laughs> never you... put things in coat check because i just i had friends that would, it would get lost so i would just keep it i'm like no fuck that i'm not putting my shit anywhere <laughs> well, like i'll just i went wear to this rave in like it was an actual rave, like in a really insane like warehouse in East London. And it was, it must have been like 2002. And I went with like friends from work and oh, obviously like inviting people who I worked with and I love them, but they were like West Londoners. They were never going to get like a rave. You know, I seen like, they didn't really understand what it was. Mm-hmm. So when we got there, they didn't have like a clock room, but they, they like section a part of the, of the warehouse with like, tables around it and they just had they had rails so you will just hang your coat there and then there will be someone working there and they'll give you a ticket but of course as you can imagine a very like poorly organized really yeah. like, like a rave meant that 
it wasn't very safe to do that. And so this guy that he was my boss at the time came in in a fur coat, a Giorgio Armani fur coat, and he came oh, gosh, his work phone and his personal phone, and he left both phones oh, in his coat, and his coat got lost. Of course it did. They probably called someone and was like, yo, look at this like, fucking fur coat. We, that came we were all so fucked up. And when we got there to get our coats, we all got our coats because, you know, you wear like a fucking shitty coat, you know, yeah. like a vintage one or whatever. And then he's like, oh, no, they lost my coat. It's really bad. Who wears an Armani And we're like, what like it look like? Rave. We're like, what it look like? He's like, it was black fur with like oh gray God. trimming. And we're like, What? Like, oh you keep me wearing that coat. We're like, well, that was just pure stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty bad. Like, I just think it's so funny thinking about who we got into a rave with a fucking fur coat. George Armani. Like, a dirty, I mean, a dirty rave. Like, a gross rave in a warehouse. Near where like, photos. I'll show you next time I see you. I actually had, like, I took my, my little cheap, like, digital camera everywhere with me. I wouldn't take my phone, but I had my camera. And... Because back then you knew how to get home. You didn't need, we didn't yeah, have Uber or anything. So you just oh. like got a taxi or got train, a bus yeah. or whatever. But yeah, I have some really hysterical photos of that night. So I'll show you when I see you. Oh, cool. I have some really hysterical photos on my uh, Facebook. Like I have an album <laughs> of one time I went to, I don't know if uh, my friend is even listening to this, but uh, is when I lived in New York. This might have been like, oh, five or oh six and maybe oh yeah maybe oh six and i was at mars bar which was this super dive dirty ass bar in the lower east side and it was like me and one of my friends and she's like like drinks me under the table like she always has but it was like kind of an issue like it wasn't like like oh fun it like became like she just drank a lot where it was kind of like not fun anymore to hang out Mm. with her but she ended up like you know stopping and doing a lot better but this was during her like heyday so she was coming up from dc and she didn't live in new york so she was like i'm fucking here let's fucking party so i was like all right so i i took her to mars bar which is no longer there but i was like this is my favorite bar so we met this guy who was from some fucking country i don't know brazil i think I think it was Brazil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being so wasted. And then these two girls came in and they were dressed like total ravers. Like one had like a captain's <laughs> hat on and like candy necklaces and like a pink crop top and like pale blue pants. And I remember this so vividly. I'm pretty sure he dosed us because all of a sudden I remember like her there it's it was literally the size of a closet this bar it was so small and it was in the corner and i had these windows but they were like that miami like 80s glass window where you can't like see through it it was just like glass and it was all dirty and like graffiti and all this shit and i just remember her like walking out the door and being like come come with us and like looking all fucking weird and i was like oh shit we totally got dosed so i like turned to my friend and i'm like where are we going? She's like, he's taking us to a rave. And I was like, what? So we fucking followed this dude 
And then these other two girls that were dressed like candy <laughs> girls, these are all on fucking Facebook, like these photos. I need to download them and like delete them off Facebook. So we follow these girls and we end up going to this uh, this rave in like Queens, I want to say, I think. We were on the train forever, like switching trains. I remember being so fucked up and like seeing people on the platform and like colors. And I was like, fuck, we're on Astro right now. I was like, this is some shit. And I was like, okay. I was like, this is, I was like, fuck, man. So I remember getting there and like it was something like 60 or 65 bucks to get in and we were all looking what? at each other like we were like Why? And he, i don't know and he was in front of us and we both were like standing looking at it, and they're like 65 or like i remember it was like 60 it was definitely over 50 bucks we were like what the fuck and he just like gave him all this money and like took us in and like we and these other girls that, that were with him like we went and i was like this is weird thank god this does not have a bad ending people so just to let you know this was <laughs> this was a safe time this was not like a time where something awful happened thank god but yeah, we went in and it was this fucking sick ass rave, but it was still kind of low budge. But I was like, what do we pay for? There's just like fucking drugs everywhere. Like anything. Yeah. It ended up getting really insane. There are all these weird photos of me dancing. I had on like really nice boots that I just bought. And I was like, I remember being really worried that I was going to scuff my boots. I was like, this is some <laughs> shit. Like I wore this nice shit out. I don't know why I did to go to Mars bar anyway, but it's because my friend was, you know, visiting. So then I ended up like panicked calling my friend at like six 30 in the morning on a rooftop in Queens. And he's like, I don't know where you are. How am I going to pick you guys up? Where are you? And I was like, dude, I don't know. Like I'm not even seeing straight. I don't even know where I am right now. We ended up finding a cab who was parked in a bodega and at like eight 30 in the morning, like we got home. But that was my, like, really crazy rave experience that, thankfully, we lost the guy. Like, we got in there. We were hanging out with him for, like, two hours, and then we just lost him. And then oh, wow. I have really funny photos. I'll, I'll actually show you because <laughs> it's really funny. But, yeah, that was, like, the only kind of, like, I had some, like, near misses with not so great intentions. But, like, that one, he actually was just a weirdo dude who, like, took us. And we ended up seeing him the next day. Like, we went and hung out with him the next day. I think he was only in town for a little while. Yeah, it was really weird. Oh my god, super weird, but it was cool. It was like I a, know. all the a, stories that I'm sure we will have <laughs> from you know nights out like that. Yeah, like that. You're just I would never do now, like ever. I just I kind of. I, I, I mean, honestly, if I had the opportunity, I would be ready in like five minutes. I would be out this door and like ready to go. No, I mean, like I wouldn't strike up a conversation with a stranger and like follow them. Oh. Um... Maybe I would if I was younger and nothing had I, happened to me. I but think I, think, I would in Europe, but not here. Oh, I was going to say, well, because I things weren't as, I guess, known then. Like, it wasn't, it's not like New York was entirely safe. I mean, it's still, it could have, you know, it could have gone wrong. You know, it was a choice that, like, we made, you know. But we also totally got dosed, too. Like, that, we totally didn't take anything, like, that we knew of. Not at that point. Not in yeah. the beginning. We did later, but... But I was like, you know, it's just it's just so weird that now I guess now I guess I'm just ultra paranoid because now there's like more documentaries and more like crazy shit that comes out. But back then, I guess we didn't know like to what extent it was just kind of like, OK, well, we're together. I wasn't by myself. So I was kind of like, well, I'm with someone. So if anything was to happen, like we could probably be OK. <laughs> like we could probably like figure it out. So, yeah, it's just it's so weird now. It's so weird. Yeah, I mean, the world is more fucked up than it was 20 years ago, so... Yeah, well, yeah that's true. <laughs> that's so true. Um, okay, so behind the scenes, finally. Sorry for... This is like a random... Yeah, I'm so long, sorry about that. Long-winded uh, 
episode. But that's cool if you're listening to it on your headphones or your car or whatever. You're just listening to us talk. So hopefully you like it. So yeah, behind the scenes, did you find anything? No. There isn't much. Okay, good. I was like, I only have a few notes. <laughs> you're like, no. Um, the budget was half a million dollars, which is kind of crazy because this is such a like super low budge film. Like it was filmed in the warehouse and people's apartments, right? In the beginning. Right. But I do think they have such a big crew and the music mm-hmm. rights probably and yeah, the music. They sure. shot in like a month, right? Like 26 Yeah, 24 days in August of 99. Which seems kind of crazy considering it was, it, it all took like, um, you know, like all took part. What, what am I saying? That what? That it, it, Like it all happened it, in like one night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Like, yeah, so I don't really understand how it night. took 26 days to shoot, but I mean. I think, yeah. Well, each scene has to be like reset. And they have to probably shoot everything that's... Because in the film, throughout this rave, not only is it just a rave, but it has these, like, super cool chill rooms and, like, other areas of the space. So they have to probably build out each room and then they have the bathroom and shoot in whatever room they're doing, like, all the scenes, which might take, like, three days. Like, let's shoot everything in the chill room. Because everything is shot out of order when you do films anyway, which is crazy to think about that <laughs> things aren't oh, shot yeah. in order that they're all oh, like God, I know. set up as one scene. And it's like, could be like completely, you know, way at the end of the movie and you're doing it first. Like, it's so weird. Even when you hear of, you hear of some films where like, if they actually have sex scenes in the film, some of the directors make them do them first so that the rest yeah. of the movie, they're like, totally like, whatever. I'm totally not. Cause I think you would probably be worried. Like, Oh my God, I have that scene in three weeks. Like, Oh my God. You know, like you're counting down. So if you do it early and you're like, okay, cool, I'm done. I'm comfortable. Like I can roll with the rest of the project. Like, I guess that works maybe, but yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. I but yeah, it's weird to think of. So yeah, I'm sure they probably shot, uh, we watched the documentary, a little documentary, a little vignette they had at the end of the DVD, like the special features. And it was like seven minutes of them talking about how, like the director and writer talking about how they set up different shots and how they made it look like night in there so they could shoot in the day, which I thought was really cool. Um, yeah. It I is really cool. cool. It was great to see behind the scenes well, a little bit, you know, like how they yeah. felt the, and all the crew was kind of like huge and all the, like, the stuff that had to be made like lights i guess all of those things are quite costly yeah yeah they are and the people who do it like you have to have people who like do the grips and the lights and yeah and this is a low budget project this is not a massive film but half a million dollars is still a lot but at the box office it made 1.1 yeah it's actually no bad for i mean I know that not many people know the movie, but that's more than like some like like well known movies made. Yeah, you know? that's true. Like it's sometimes no they even make project, they make but... less than the pro- than the budget. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, even big ones like I think Point Break didn't do all that well, or like one of these movies that I was like, what? <laughs> like, like one of the films that got really big later on. You know, like it gets big after it's on DVD yeah. or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that you're like, damn, it was a, it was a dud, but actually, it did really well. Like Igby goes down. I'm just looking through my notes. Igby goes down. Another film that we did a little while ago. That budget was nine million, and they made six point nine. And that movie is amazing. It got big after it was released. Wow. But this is cool that it made double in the box office, which is cool. 
So mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes wise, the score has 57% and for critics and audience 80%. So critics blow, even though we're yeah. right now. <laughs> Um, and also this film was turned down by studios for funding. So in true 1999 fashion, the production money came from selling shares of the film to an angel investment company run by a startup company. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> How cool, right? It is cool. Yeah. That's so like late, that's so like early Facebook energy. Like, you know what I mean? Like when they were starting out, like they would have funded a film. Like they just were those kind of guys. He'd be like, hey, let's make a movie. You know, let's fund yeah. it. Let's be cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, alrighty. So fashion. Which do you have any standout fashions? I mean, yeah. I mean, there are not many like outfit changes, but I do absolutely love. Um, and it's not very rave, but I I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. Layla's outfit with like yeah, the pants really cool. and those huge platform wedges, like kind of sandals. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a pair like that. And then um, I, I I just love the makeup, really. The yeah. makeup that all the girls have, like glittery, like silver, kind of like. Um, someone had a really cool. It wasn't. It was like an extra, but she had this really iconic dress that I love. Like it was quite big in in like the late nineties. It's like a t-shirt dress. Oh yeah, okay. you know. Remember those? Yeah. I think Chloe had that had a similar dress in kids mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, like a t-shirt dress, slightly fitted with like some kind of weird print in the middle, like a circle. Uh huh. Like on yeah, the chest. I know yeah, and sometimes they had like a white stripe on the shoulder. Or on yeah, the they're like ringers. Yeah, they're like the ringer tees. Yeah, kind of like a ringer tee, but in a dress. Yeah. Um, and I do love that girl that is in the red wig. I, I know love, the candy kids. <laughs> she is so fucking cool. Like, I love that. Like, I definitely wore something similar to to her outfit, but I mean, hers was like really out there. Um, I had a, a yeah, lilac wig. I had like platforms. I wear like a prom dress to a rave, oh, like an eighties cool. prom dress with like white platforms and like. All over the top, you know. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I lo- I love I love the, the 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 I thought they did a great job with the with hair and makeup. Yeah, I was gonna say the fashion designers or the costume designers are K Hashi. It says Hashi Noguchi. I think you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, you have to Rodriguez. be you have to be Japanese. You can tell. Yeah. L. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they did a super awesome job. I love the color palette of the rave yeah. scene. It's like neon. That guy had that orange puffer vest. And his was very like, oh my god, that is very, yeah. Mm. And the glasses with like the yellow frames, like he had, I mean, the glass with the yellow lenses, like someone had them on, yeah, they're so cool. And then some people used to have goggles, they used to wear like the ski goggles, like that was a thing, and just like those bubble, weird, like fly looking glasses. That were like round. Yeah. Like it made you get fly mm-hmm. eyes. Like if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Like the whole rave fashion was so <laughs> weird. I had like really insane bubble Steve Madden like wedges. Oh, they were yeah. like white and blue and they look like weird, like futuristic. Like everything was like weird futuristic. It was almost 2000. And 2000 had that weird like new millennial spaceshipy, like even oh the Backstreet Boys had like a fucking silver, weird metallic, silver, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it had that like whole vibe. Like everything had that vibe, like pop music and like magazines and like all that shit. It just had that vibe. Even like the makeup was like that. 
was like frosted. Oh, yeah. It was. It was like a lot of silver, a lot of like glitter. Like, oh, it's so cool. It was really cool. Yeah, it was. And it was like Claire's, like the store we had in the mall that was like the cheap jewelry store. They I would know, have like body Claire's. glitter. We have one in London. Oh, we cool. Have, yeah, they would have, have all the shit that you would buy. Yeah. Like all those butterfly clips that you put in your hair. Body oh, my glitter. God. Butterfly. <laughs> oh, my God. I used to love them. And the body glitter that was like roll on. <laughs> so cool do you remember also like people were really into like uh, they were like tracksuits yeah but they were kind of baggy with a white stripe but they were they weren't like sweatshirt they weren't cotton they were like a nylon nylon. yeah i had the ufo pants that had the like streamer reflective tape on the outside i had purple ones and baby blue ones Like, oh my god. And they had the like zip cord at the bottom. So you could tie them tight and the like the the leg would like balloon out. Like and they would look all big and like yes, oh, it was I, awful. Yeah. <laughs> it was but awful. also, yeah, and it's really strange, but I have this weird recollection of like a lot of orange pants, like mm-hmm. at the time. I don't know why, like neon, like yeah, like orange. And also how about the flare like fairy boots remember yes, those i remember those i didn't have I them had, but i remember I them. Had them oh my god i'm kind of ashamed because they were so bad but they're so funny like and they were so hot your feet would be so hot yeah i was gonna say like i i wonder what other rave movies like is there is there a documentary we can watch about like the english rave scene you know, that's a good question. Like, I feel like there has to out. be one because this is such a huge part of England, like this scene, you know, like raves, like. Yeah, it came from, didn't it kind of come from like late 80s, early 90s, like the rocks, like the, not rock scene, but there's this documentary that we have to review because it's like a BBC episode about like uh like post-punk that moves into like alternative rock it was and yeah. it, it showed the rave scene during like what like manchester like stone yeah. uh Things was it stone started... roses like that whole scene yeah which is funny because it's not really quite electronic but yeah it then evolved into that like yeah but yeah it started Ma- manchester is very industrial so i mean i know some manchester has always been known for like having great musicians like a lot of the best like the best bands really came from manchester yeah um but they had a lot of that so like warehouses like industrial buildings and like i'm pretty certain that the first raves were there there's got to be a documentary or something on it. I'll I mean, look into definitely it. Definitely like England and Berlin because, well, because yeah. um, again, like a lot of incredible, the best that, DJs really are from there. The Love Festival, isn't that the one? Love electronic, Festival? Isn't like Electronic Love Festival? Isn't that the one in Germany? It's like a big, like, oh, God. No, I don't know. I don't remember. The, the thing is, there's so many neat festivals and some of them are cool. Like, they, they have the word love that I'm oh, okay. Maybe, love but parade. I just don't. Oh, Love Parade. Love yeah, Parade, that's... that's what it is. It was the last one was in 2010, but it started in 89. I think that was like one of those early ones. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, if there is any English like listener out there, um, we have a few. So, hey. Oh really? Oh, excellent. Yeah, we- yeah. I'm sure if you if you're from London or you you live there, um, you remember like Turnmills and like Fabric. Fabric is still open, but Turnmills was this club that was like one of the first ones that had like the after hours license like oh, cool. club in in London, and it it closed. Of course, it fucking closed down and. 
it's yeah it's really annoying like it's, it's really close forever. to forever oh yeah it closed like in in like early 2000s oh, oh like a long time because i used ago. to go there a lot and, and then um they, they closed but yeah they, that had that club had such an amazing history because they were some of the first i think it was the first one the first club that had like kind of the night that i used to go to used to be called trade oh okay and it was like electronic obviously all those clubs are electronic, but yeah, there's just so much history in England with like music and electronic is like a big one. So oh yeah, and it still is like it oh, still, yeah, it still is, is a part of yeah. yeah. Here it was yeah. very like it was big for a while, but it eventually left, and now it's like yeah, America is more into rap. And yeah, now it's hip hop. Yeah, that's been yeah. the dominant I think genre for the last like uh, maybe fifteen. Yeah, I say twenty. I think maybe fifteen years. It started to like. Like more hip hop came in, and like then it just kind of became the dominant. Not even pop now; it's basically hip hop. Like hmm. pop used to be the dominant. I think after rock, it was pop, and then it became hip hop. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, so that's so crazy. I know New York had a few. Like I went to Twilight when I first moved there, and Sound Factory Exit was another huge one in New York City. These all have closed. And Twilight, like Sasha would play at Twilight and like Digweed, I think would play yeah. like, Exit or something. And Twilo was another one. Uh, there were a whole lot. And New York has, I, I'm sure, I wonder if there's like a documentary. Uh, what's the Limelight, the one that was in the church? Uh, mm-hmm. The church is still there, but like that was another big one. Uh, so yeah, like there, and then here in DC, we had Nation, which was where the stadium is now, the baseball stadium. Oh, okay. um, it was a massive one. It was called like, I think Buzz was the night. It was like Friday night. And then they had like Sting was another night, like Baltimore. Like I wish someone did a kind of – maybe they did. I have to investigate if there's like a ray of documentary about – There has to be. Yeah, there has to be. It, it was yeah, a big genre. Yeah, it was a big genre. Except for that – I mean, I'm sure the BBC has one, but it was whether we can access it. Right? Yeah, we can but find it. Yeah, I'll have to do some research. Yeah. See if I can find it. And, the and if only anyone glim- out there knows – yeah, tell us, please. Tell us, yeah, yeah, please let us know what we what we need to watch because I kind of want to get into this now. I'm kind of like interested in in just seeing more people who are closer to it, like inside all of these raves and like the people mm-hmm. who are throwing them. Like I want to, you know, hear from them and how, what the scene was like, like the actual scene was like, you know, from the inside perspective. The little bit that we saw that I can remember about like the rave scene, the fucked up version of it was that bit in Woodstock that Woodstock documentary when Moby was talking about like, we were supposed to play this rave tent, but it was like really (laughs) fucked up and like not a rave tent at all. Like it was all a bunch of bros who were like, Oh, let's go fuck shit up in here because the other band stopped playing. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is, this is not it. (laughs) This is so not it. That was such a hot mess. I still think about how much of a hot mess that Woodstock thing was. I was like, Jesus. Oh my God. I, I can't. Like, like that's, oh God. It's just so sad. For me, it's more like sad about something that started so like such an iconic um, birth and then it ended in such a tragic way. Yeah. It's almost like bizarre, you know, like how, like, uh, yeah. It, it almost if they had just decided to, for like Woodstock ninety, was it ninety five or ninety four to be the last yeah. to be the last one? That would have been a really good way to go, you know, like to be re- like remembered. Yeah, and that one was so good. That's why they did ninety nine. I don't know. They did ninety nine because that was what thirty. 
they already did 25 years and they're like, all right, let's do it in 30. Uh, but yeah, no, that clearly was not the best. <laughs> they did not do good on that one. Um, and also I love DJ Pollywog's outfit. Oh yeah. You had like such cool outfit and the dreads. She had like braids or dreads or like glitter and stuff in them. They're so cool. So cool. I loved it. And she had even like the almost like makeup on her hands and like oh, face. Yeah. Like she had on like really weird, like iridescent, like pearl kind of makeup. Like she was really made up. She looked cool though. She looked so cool. Yeah, she cool. looked super cool. Yeah, it was like really like like I'm trying to remember all the videos, like remember MTV around that time. And like uh-huh. we we had a an MTV show that was like just trance music because trance was like huge yeah i was really into that and yeah i mean djs and like people that went to clubs dressed like that literally there was just there's like a whole ritual on getting ready you know to go out to a rave yeah it reminds me of uh this video called stitches from this band called orgy they kind of have that weird techie like silvery vibe like futuristic like like silver pants and like vinyl pants and like that whole like a weird vibe that some rock rock uh, bands were doing back then mm-hmm. and they used to wear like silver makeup and like spiked hair and like they would look like like that with silver stuff but also reminds me of the film fifth element yeah like yeah, that <laughs> like just fucking so weird like that movie is like a massive rave like it feels like it it kind of feels like this weird massive rave <laughs> like i love it it's so cool um okay so moving on to the music which is obviously a huge part the album and was the supervisor was wade randolph hampton good on you man because this fucking thing was so good yeah. oh my god i have to say um and then how did they get like john i don't know i couldn't find any information like no, how um, we have in the in the film we have DJ Snaz, we have Forrest Green, Polywog, Wish FM, and fucking Digweed. If we yeah. didn't mention it, I'm gonna put it in the notes because I can't believe that they actually got Digweed to do this. It's just he's it's he's so gonna be a super cool, cool dude to yeah. be part of this, you know. It's so cool that I and I love too the way that he comes in like as like the way that he was like late or whatever and they were all like oh shit he's not coming and then he just walks in yeah such a cool um twist Mm -hmm. because you know because i didn't really i didn't think that would happen but yeah you were like there's no way (laughs) that was my favorite scene by the way oh was it when he when 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 he comes back and then they call everyone not call everyone but they leave a a voice message and everybody Uh comes back (laughs) i know it's so cool right um yeah so those are the djs in it the soundtrack i mean there is a soundtrack on spotify but it also is on cd for like very very cheap on amazon if you're really about that electronic life then it's worth it because it's really really good um yeah notable tracks for me are like bt has a song on there with animali which is like calling your name it's a pretty famous song yeah boozy yeah. and swan <laughs> bedrock heaven sent massive song orbital massive song hybrid like they're all like great mixes and the way they're put together and mixed is great too yeah and a lot of uh, big songs are featured in like scenes when they're like talking and stuff but they're like really kind of quietly played mm-hmm. um i mean yeah i don't know like i i literally love i love all the soundtrack too like it's yeah i mean i can't really listen to it because i want to dance Oh, I know, right? You know, I got so like jealous. Night, when you left, I was like, 
tidying up and I was dancing. I was so hyped up. I was just like really just wishing I was uh, out, basically. There are like 30 songs if you look at the actual soundtrack, like of everything that was played in the film. So it's, yeah, way more than what's on the actual soundtrack. But it's really cool. They have the dialogue in the in the soundtrack too. Like oh, that's the cool. Yeah, well, really in the CD, cool. but I don't think you can get that in Spotify. No, 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 on Spotify. It. Yeah, that's like some nerd shit. Like if you <laughs> if you really want the CD, which also the Nowhere soundtrack, the Gregor Rocky soundtrack, that also has dialogue like in between throughout the, hmm. the films, like or throughout the songs. It's really cool. That's what I miss about having like not having Spotify or like having CDs because there are little things that. You know, the artwork is cool in the jacket oh, yeah. that you, you know, and you get like the dialogue, you get like some cool details and stuff. Cool. Alrighty. So, what are some of your favorite scenes and lines from this one? Um, hmm. Do you have any? I don't have lines, but I. Oh, I have I some lines. You do? I yeah. mean, I when you say, I'm like, I don't think I. I don't think I have lines, but I love when. Um, yeah, when when John D. Wade like comes in and then everybody comes back and you know, the and then at, at the end where he plays that the last song, it's mm-hmm. just it's just kind of very epic and I really like. I actually, it's kind of simple, but I love it when when the lights come on at the beginning when they're like setting things up and then this guy just like gets all the lights working. Uh huh. When they're like prepping everything and it's empty. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, really like that. Really um, I I like the end. I love I love the two guys uh, dancing at the beach. Mm-hmm. I know how cute it was that. Uh, it's so I cool. It. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. That's so cool. Um, oh, I don't know. I mean, there's just so many scenes that I like, but I suppose those are the the highlights. Those are your highlights. Um, well, the name of this episode because I haven't said it yet. But it's usually a quote from the film. The name of the episode is probably one of the first things you hear. And it says, remember, no obstacles, only challenges. Oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's like a that. good and one. They're trying yeah. to tell him, like, okay, well, there's a police station. There's this, there's that. Like, these are our situations. And he's like, no, don't worry, we can do it. So I like that as far as a line goes. And the other line that I wrote down was when Pollywog is like rolling face and so is David. And David's like staring at her and she's like looking at him all weird. And she says like the sweet cotton candy kiss of transcendental bliss. And then he's like, okay, (laughs) okay. And then like when they ask her to play, I thought that was really cool. Um, And then I just, I, well, yeah, okay. Look, my favorite scenes are, I love the intro credits when it's all just a mix of the different emails and like where yeah. all the characters are. Like you see them all in their apartments and one is here and you just see the email and you see the actual like old Mac screens and you see yeah. like the old way to like type out emails and how it was like, emails were so weird. No one used emails and you had to be home to check it and you would check it like maybe once every couple days. Like you would forget mm. you had one until it became like gmail and then remember like gchat like after aim it was like gchat like being on google chat and stuff then it became like a little bit more and you would check it all the time but for a while i was like damn so these people are really using uh tech efficiently faster than the average person because like this is the way you're going to communicate faster and message boards and like all this cool shit. I just love it. I love the way they like, and then you, it goes into Layla, like writing her email being like, Hey, transplant going to be at the rave. 
like can anyone give me a ride like i think it's so cool you know um yeah the, the rave community is pretty cool it's pretty like calm like it's not an aggressive scene like a hardcore scene or yeah you know what i mean it's very true. like take care of each other she's gonna ask for a ride like these people won't hurt you they kind of just want to like do their drugs listen to their music and like go on and like be chill you know yeah so that's i mean kind of cool. yeah Sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Uh, that was my first favorite scene. I love when that girl's, like, saging the warehouse. That I is really that freaking before. funny. <laughs> I know. That, that I, I really mean, funny. I can't imagine that really happened. But... <laughs> I know. I never noticed that before <laughs> that I noticed that we were watching. I was like, oh, my God, she's saging it. Um, I love the transitions when you see the different DJs and what time it is. It's something simple. It's hmm. not really anything crazy, but I just like that you they actually – showcase the dj like you yeah. can tell no, this is someone is cool. who likes the music you know who likes the scene and wants to make sure you know who's spinning this which i think yeah. is, is really cool and i love the times so you see like 3 40 like you see it's late like yeah. the shit is going all night yeah it's, it's pretty cool and it started early it started like 604 yeah it <laughs> so yeah it was it went pretty pretty long you had that though back in the day you had like mm -hmm. in each room if there were several rooms you would have like the time that that DJ will play it, or you will have just one poster on the wall with all the different times when the DJs were coming. Uh huh. Yeah, it was cool. Which is, yeah, it was cool. I mean, I don't even think that exists anymore. I don't know. If it does, then we don't know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not cool enough. Right. So if anyone out there knows of like cool raves still happening somewhere in the Washington, Maryland, Virginia area, can you please let us know? I know, right? Let us know if they're cool and chill. But they're cool, yeah. Yeah, if they're cool and chill and not, like, nuts. I don't need, I don't need any crazy shit. But, like, mm. yeah. I wonder. I mean, well, maybe we'll have to look. We just aren't looking in the right place. We have to, like, connect with that community, you know? And find <laughs> out, like... Community, yeah. Well, the com yeah, the community who's, who's <laughs> listening to, like, all this music. Yeah, pretty much. Um, let's see. Uh, free massages all night. Never heard of a rave that had no, this, which I found strange. I mean, I know why because they're all like rolling face, but I just still find it strange that they're free massages by people who are not on drugs. Like that guy was sober. He also made out with the main guy, one of the main guy characters. That was another very awkward scene where he was just rolling face and just making out with this dude and his girlfriend <laughs> who he proposed to just rolls in like uh so so shocked and weird. Like that was a kind of weird beeline story. That was like the subplot, you know, is like this girl and this guy are newly engaged, which I thought was cute that he proposed at the at the rave. I would not that have was hated cool, that. but I mean yeah, it's already cool. pointless after what he did. It's kind of like you know what I mean? And then they make up by banging on a dirty mattress, you know, yes, as people but, do. <laughs> but then she was crying when she, like, after the calm down, probably, when she wasn't high anymore. Yeah, totally. And then we also get the good couple, Layla and David. I don't know why we couldn't give Rachel True more of a storyline than being... I know! Dude, like, again, she gets shafted. Please. She needed more of a storyline in the craft, too. i would have found her story more interesting than maybe Bonnie's. Like Bonnie, she could have, she could have been Layla even. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Why couldn't she? She literally could mm -hmm. have been. She totally. She was more known than literally anyone in there. Mm -hmm. She's the only one that I knew in there. Like straight up, I was like, oh my god, it's it's Rochelle, <laughs> like from the craft. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, uh, justice for uh, whatever her character's name was because I don't even think they said it. Like I, I just remember that she was taking care of that guy. who was like trying to OD. 
or almost OD'd or like took oh, something, yeah. I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I love when everyone starts to roll and they all just like think about their life. And then, of course, Layla and David have this like super weird, like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I'm 24. I was like, fuck off. Oh my God, 24. <laughs> God. Like, fuck all yeah. that off. Like, you're mm-hmm. fine. You'll be fine. Like, don't worry. But I thought that was really cool. And of course, yeah, we, we mentioned when the party gets busted. And then, like, fucking Digweed just strolls up. And from Digweed showing up, like you said, till the end of the film is my favorite part of the Yeah, film. everything that happens is such amazing sequences. So like... good. The bedrock heaven sent scene with the slow-mo, like, as the beat drops and it, like, slows down. Oh, and they have the, like, so slow-mo of everyone dancing. It's so, so perfect. Like, the way it was shot is just so perfect. I love it. And then my last favorite scene, and to cap it off, is I love that in the film, one of the guys who's helping Ernie throw this rave, he's like, why do you do this? Like, you don't get paid. You don't get, like, any, you know, like, what's the reason for doing this? And he was like, the nod. (laughs) And he's like, what, Mm. the nod? And he's like, yeah, every party, uh, there's always someone who comes up to me who just says, like, hey, man, you know, I really needed this party. Like, thanks so much for throwing it. And then they just give me this nod that's kind of like a mutual understanding of, like, thanks and he's like that's why i do it and it happens so at the end there's david who's like the square who's the brother of the guy who was like you know making out with that dude he's like meets layla who's like this free spirit and they kind of hit it off and then he like goes and finds him and he's like hey i was trying to find you and he's like hey man and he does like the the nod thanks and he's like no problem mm. like i love that i think that's so cool that, no, that that's is why really he cool. does it yeah yeah i love that too because it's like this guy is not really making a profit he's literally it, it it's so much work and and effort and everything but he just does it for for that well for the love of the music too you know what i mean yeah totally he's really invested in it kind of like it is a community if you think about it yeah no it totally is Plur. And I love that the movie doesn't, which, you know, like happened, happened and happens, I'm sure, in a lot of raves still, where like people die from like like drug abuse or women are kind of like assaulted. Uh, assaulted or, um, yeah, the dark side, you know, it does happen. Mm-hmm. But I like that the movie doesn't explore that at all. It's just literally what my experience in literally every single ride that I went to where it was just people were there for the love of the music. There wasn't any of this, like I'm going there to pull a girl to meet someone. Mm-hmm. Everyone is just, a lot of people go on their own. They just want to dance. They just want to have a good time. And yeah. I, and you don't really have that, that. I'm sorry, but in any other music scene and any, you know what I mean? Like you have nightclubs you have all these other parties and I feel like especially other types of music really just attract. It's a very wide range. It's a different scene. Yeah. It's it's just men, women dress up a lot, you know, and men go there to meet or like approach girls. Mm -hmm. That's literally the whole thing about going to a club. You Mm go with single friends or whatever. Right. So it's kind of a place to meet people, but not a rapes. You literally just, um, engage with people when you're high and you talk about silly things. But yeah, why are you not... here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, to me, that is what I love the most about that that scene, really. Yeah, it's true. I feel like you always, yeah, you never, I never really feared, even in that crazy story that I told, like, 
I, I mean, I never feared. I, I got, you know, I was lucky that I didn't have a negative experience that something easily could have yeah. been like that, you know? Oh, yeah, it could have been. Yeah. yeah, but, like, thankfully, I guess that environment just, like, yeah, it, at that time and that, you know, at that particular party, like, the ones we were in, like, they just didn't have a, a crazy aggressive streak, and it was people genuinely just there for the music, which is yeah. really cool, which is what kind of Coachella used to be. And then I remember I really always wanted to go to Coachella. And then I remember that after a while it became, they were announcing the tickets before the lineup. And when they started doing that, I was like, oh, so it's not about the music anymore. It's about just going to Coachella. Like, I don't want to go unless I know who's going to be there. Like, that's the point, you know? And I was like, what? They used to do it the other way around. Like they released the lineup and they're like, oh, sweet. This person's going there. We definitely got to go. But then I was like, well, now it's like just being at Coachella. Like, that's what people want to do. They just want to be there. It's not so much about the music anymore. Yeah. So sad. But, you know, we still have amazing films to watch, discover, music to listen to. We're not totally down in the down in the dumps. We got we got shit to, you know, remind us of those times. Especially music, Um, music documentaries, music movies. Yeah. So, yeah, let us know any music docs that you want us to cover. We're going to cover more because I know people really like those. And I love talking about music and rock docs and all that kind of shit. So if there are any rave documentaries uh, of any year or place, I'm down. Even if it's like, you know, a foreign film, I'm so down. Like, I don't care. Send it all. Um not like even if it's a foreign film, but like if it's a German film about electronica, I'll watch it. <laughs> like I, I want to know. Like I want to know. You know. Like uh. So yeah, I want to know it all. So yeah, I'm I'm stoked because I don't think America has like, uh, I think a European one is going to be the one that's going to tell me more. Yeah, the American it, scene's kind of strange, so I would prefer if it's probably yeah totally. non US um, based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh. We got my so-called life on Patreon, which we're still doing. Uh, so all that information is in the notes. I don't think I have anything else. Follow us on all the things. It's down there. It's in the notes. Yeah, fashion, grunge, podcast is really cool. <laughs> yeah, TikTok it's super cool. Amazing. It's the, uh, top. it's the top podcast in the world. We are massive. <laughs> we are beating them all. So... Like, yeah, it's super, it's super fun. It's super fun. No, I love it. I love doing this. I'm so glad I was like, let's do a podcast. Why not? It's cool. We started it in 2020. I need to go back and go through all of the old episodes. Like I said, and I'm going to put timestamps because we started this during the pandemic. So like the first 15 minutes was like, oh my God, what the fuck are you doing? Oh my God. So yeah. I'm sure everyone yeah. hates it. So that's on my list of things to do in the next like week is like, there are a lot of episodes. So I have to like go through the archives like properly i don't know if i'll cut it out maybe i'll even cut them out who knows because you guys probably don't want to listen to that like what did you do today jai and you're like i i don't know i was oh my god i literally can't i I have to say i can't listen to that like when i listen to the old episodes i literally had to like fast forward because i can't stand myself like oh well i ate a lot of cookies today and i drank a lot of wine and like Oh, God. Uh, yes, yeah, so lame. Don't worry. It happened to everyone because we were all literally in this boat together, like in almost the entire world. So, But I really went on about it. Like, it's... <laughs> I'm going to timestamp yeah. it. So. Sometimes I really need to be told to shut up and I won't get offended, actually. Why? No. 
Please, or please write us a review, but do not write in the review, shut up, Jai. <laughs> do not write I mean, that. maybe not, but if you can find a tactful way of saying it, but like nicely, then that's fine. But, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it's just fine for, for what we're doing, you know? It's all about wanting to hear us talk. So I hope you guys enjoy, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. And we will see you on the next one. Yeah, see you. Bye. Bye.